This is CliffCentral.com. Hey, welcome to the Futurology Show right here on Cliff Central. Brett Lindsay uh, at the helm today with my mate Brett Sinclair. Hello, matey. How are you doing, pal? Good to you, bro. It's so good to be here. Yes. No it, Mike it, again, though, today. No Mike. I think Mike's been looking for my squirrel. <laughs> right? <laughs> when he's, he finds it, he's going to rock that. He's going to rock that squirrel. <laughs> I tell you what, you know what yes. I'm impressed about Mike? He's clearly got his shirt on again. Oh, he's really? getting into that bad habit Does of taking his shirt off in the studio. Does know about this, though? Does it? Oh, God. I think there's a, there's a meme coming. So. There is a meme. <laughs> you wear my car, and if you're not here again, Naya, buddy. Naya, we've already made the meme. <laughs> we've made the meme. It's not public yet. What do we say? Mike has a chest for podcasting. <laughs> he does. He's the original mic drop. He's a mic drop. He dropped his shirt. So if you're listening oh, to us, you're on the Futurology Show. You can follow us on Twitter at Futurology Show. And if you'd like to see the meme, oh, you've got to write. You've got to write. You see, I, I I'm going to let you off on that one. Hashtag mic drop. And, uh, <laughs> what Mike said. You What Mike said. <laughs> if you want them, then, uh, yeah, I think we might be uh, encouraged or persuaded to, to share that, that, that photo. So, Mike Cowan. It just requires a number of tweets and a couple of five stars on our podcast. As well. The iTunes. Yeah, you can follow us on iTunes and Cliff Central. There's all the podcasts exist. And we're really chuffed, right? We've, we've yeah. got ourselves up into the top South African tech show. Awesome. Hey, High we, five, bro. Oh, yeah. Well done, nice. man. Um, and we just thought we spoke a load of shit. Well, we do. But eventually we get around to some sort of greatness. Uh, we do. We yeah. do. I mean, today I think we've got uh, quite an interesting set of guests, right? Yeah. Um, uh, some true South Africans who are trying to change the landscape of artificial intelligence. Correct. We have uh, the guys from Intellect, Thomas Lavrovich. Is that right? Yes, it is right. I know. You did well, right? Good. I'm quite impressed. And uh, Rochelle Hubans. Hubans. Hubans, yeah. Excellent. Welcome, guys. You so did not do well there. I didn't do well. You, you fucked th- that one. The one that I was worried about the most, <laughs> I got right. Sorry, Rochelle. But yeah, thanks, no, guys. You, you're cool. from you're from Intellect, and I've got notes about who you are, but it's often best just to ask the guests. So no, And actually, tell tell the guests about, I mean, our audience about Intellect, by, yeah, by so, the way. Right, so I'll start with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been a software engineer for probably the last 12 or 13 years, um, basically working on anything that I can get my hands on. Um, generally, my role has been, from the beginning, was like architecting uh, small kinds of projects. And as things progressed, I started looking after people. Um, and mainly my role now is not really getting involved in the code side of things, but actually like mentoring, looking after the guys on my team and then coming up with great ideas. And and how's it been? I mean, it's mentoring good, is a challenge, yeah. right? Um, people are difficult. Like yeah. software so- and, and computers are pretty easy. Yeah. You can just tell it, give it an instruction and it's going to yeah. spit something out. People, on the other hand, have got personalities and emotions. Damn and those people, personalities. Things that man. are happening at a home. They also spit things out, right? <laughs> <Sometimes. laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's been pretty Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I think the intellect offer a pretty good space for for people that are looking for that kind of career progression. You guys are everywhere at the moment. Everywhere I see you guys, you're doing some great shows. Thank you. Um, Hackathons, Dev Days. Oh, Tell us about those. Fuck. Um, so I think let's rather go into well, introducing oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. before we, we, we get too, too far excited. into that. Kind of when stuff. you say hackathon, we like squirrels. Wow, so <laughs> hackathons, bring it on. Let's hack something. So how's it going? Cool. Yeah. So I'm Rochelle. Um, I've been at Intellect for about. Six years now. Jeez. Um, I'm a solutions architect there. So basically that involves helping teams develop solutions in diff- very different industries, different platforms. Uh, also, like Tomislav mentioned, a lot of working with people, working with clients and stakeholders and trying to create their visions and make it come alive. I mean, you can tell us some client secrets. What are they really like? 
They're really cool people. Yeah. Wow. Oh, John. He was paid to say that. He was paid to say that. <laughs> <laughs> At least your clients pay. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And uh, you, you're passionate about AI, right? Yeah, yeah. I have a keen interest in it. Yeah. have for quite a, quite a long time. Yeah. Um, recently, about a year ago, we started the AI ZA meetups. It's held okay. in Cape Town, yeah, Joburg, yeah. Durban. Just to get people together talking about AI with, again, mini hackathons, learning more about the concepts, the technologies, that kind of stuff. Also, I've got, I guess, opinionated, an opinionated stance on, on the topics. So. Oh, we are, we, we are going to so probe yeah. that. <laughs> and then there, there could be a poke as well and just yeah. get you a bit wound up about it then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how artificial is it really? How, yeah, it's not artificial. Or how at intelligent all. is it really? <laughs> These are the questions people ask. I used to, co- I used to code in COBOL. So, so there's nothing intelligent about anything I wrote. away your age I know, it's sad. So Bang thinks I'm really excited. That was please, invented please when? In like 1960, 70? It doesn't matter when it was invented. It was when it was coded. <laughs> you had like a dot matrix screen or something, didn't you? Uh, dot matrix screen? <laughs> it was like pixel, <laughs> pixel <laughs> points. I'm just waiting for my screen to refresh. Yeah. <laughs> you ran your command and then practiced your cross stitch in the corner. Yeah, man. I'd run it overnight and leave it to sysops. When I got back the next morning, I'd have a stack of paper this high and you'd realize, ah, I left something out in my code. <laughs> I've actually got an interesting story. So yeah. a, a former boss of mine um, used to run like the dot, ma- dot matrix printers at a particular company. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's quite an avid kind of like gun person. So anyway, it was late night, probably two, three o'clock in the morning. He's he's playing around like James Bond yeah. in the office with a real gun. With a real gun, <laughs> <laughs> because you drink a lot of vodka when you're waiting. And, like, and it was about two, three o'clock in the morning, and he turns the corner, and bam! He actually fired. He shot right through the entire printer oh, no. and and broke everything. And then for the next like hour, he was trying to figure out like how is he going to tell people. Where does the ribbon people, go? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to explain to people like how the hell did this actually happen? Um, you got his insight. You got to own it. You got to go. I thought I was James Bond. There's <laughs> uh, no coming back from that with any other story. The truth is better than clever at that point. He was asserting dominance with the printer. <laughs> I think everybody, everybody that ever owned a dot matrix printer at some point wanted to shoot. Wanted, wanted to, shoot, to shoot or club or do something to that flippant thing. Oh, that's, that's brilliant. Beautiful. So, oh, I mean, I guess on that very note, cathartic thought that. today's uh, topic is artificial intelligence. Is it though? And, uh, <laughs> is it? <laughs> that though? was a pop. <laughs> yeah, but is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? Well, that's what we're going to find out it? today, right? <laughs> and I think we're also going to. I want to talk a little bit Gamification. about the, the the impact of of gaming in the space. Yeah. Right? I mean, I was really impressed with the Mary Mika report, and when it started, kind of looking at well, gaming drove a whole lot of this kind of advancement in technology. And now, personally, I always thought it was porn. But that's just me, right? Yeah, well, porn does its part. It does its part. That's why we have 4K screens, as we mentioned. Correct, correct. And VR. Proper. And VR. I mean, yeah. So you can turn around and see the camera dude behind you. (laughs) (laughs) Awkward. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean... (laughs) That's beautiful. Um, the reality of virtual reality. See, and, and, and here I was thinking, and the best part about it was GPUs. Oh, yeah. How, yeah, how, yeah graphic like, processing they units. They drove graphic processing units, you which is now yeah. your entire world. I mean, the, the whole world of artificial intelligence is now being pushed through in-memory fucking cards. It's incredible, right? Yeah. <laughs> the technical term. <laughs> an MFU. An MFC. Um, but you wrote a book. Uh, book. Did you write a whole book? No, you wrote a podcast or a blog. Um 
Jeez, yeah, recent, an recently I read a, read a so I guess book. blog article. Okay. I think whatever. I think in order to just defend myself, we've we've had a I've had a beer. Or four. Yeah. Hi, my name is Brett. When I drink Brett. beer. Yeah, me too. But thank but what you he means by that, by the way, is that we're looking for a beer sponsor. Yes. So <laughs> the beer doesn't come free, people, unless you sponsor us. And uh, it's amazing what can happen when you don't drink beer because you can actually say the word. You wrote a blog article. Yeah, I guess about demystifying the AI. Yeah, demystifying these buzzwords. Uh, I think that's more important than my beer. AI, machine learning, deep learning. What do these things mean? So but what does but what it does it mean? Yeah, so look, no pressure. <laughs> My stance on it is, um, I guess, a bit philosophical. So, yeah, awesome. I, in, in my opinion, intelligence needs to sort of be defined if we can make artificial intelligence. But do we really understand what intelligence is? And that's why, very philosophical, right? That is such a good point because if Mike was here, he'd be the prime candidate of what intelligence isn't. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. great when he's not here. <laughs> For me, intelligence is. Your ability to navigate the world. So Boom. that that's quite an interesting question, and I want to hashtag intelligence is navigation. <gasps> it could be to navigate the world. The world like I don't how, know how where you, I am, but so I know how to find out. Not where exactly I am. like navigating, but like understanding the world, like to navigating the world. Yeah. Like you know, you understand that when someone's on the other side of the door, not to open up the door and bash his face in with it and and then you know so, like mm, like mm. building up on those kinds of concepts like it's the better common sense intelligent people are the guys that understand how the world works and how to navigate within that mm. kind of space yeah i like it i, th- I think That's, i think from a from a may, maybe more broader or conceptual level if yeah. we think about intelligence in general so we consider ourselves as intelligent as humans okay we're dominant in Sapiens. the world yeah we're mm. We're intelligent, but um, other animals, birds, ants, all of these life forms exhibit some sort of perception of intelligence, whether it's with gathering food or you know staying yeah. safe or whatever yeah. it may be. Trying not to fly into windows. Yeah, which they do a lot. Yes. But mm. if they're in a flock, they probably wouldn't. Yeah. So, so oh, yeah. The, the point is, again, it's philosophical. It's not mm. defined. What is intelligence? If there was something more intelligent than us, would we be able to comprehend that based on how we think and how our brains work? So we had the Future of Sapiens with Brett Loebscher yes. on recently. And uh, if you missed that one, that's a show that will break your brain. Have you ever watched the movie yeah, Inception? Did yes. Did it break your brain? Maybe the yeah, second time you yeah, watched it, you're yeah. like, ah, oh, I realize yeah. what's happening now. Yeah. Uh, that's it's the same point, right? It gets to that point of intelligence that just – because we don't understand that intelligence is accelerating so far past yeah. us that it's just – what is it now? Yeah. It's just gone, right? And do you think <clears throat> at a certain point that's where artificial intelligence will help us bridge that gap? Where we're like, wow, that's gone really far. Like it actually needs to dumb down the rate of intelligence well, to meet us. Or is it just going to leave us behind? So there's three classifications in AI. Okay, So narrow intelligence, it's basically what you see around you right now. Uh, fraud detection or you know, you're applying or chatbots. You're applying yeah, yeah. artificial like intelligence concepts styled. in a very consequential sort of algorithms. small domain. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, or playing chess, right? Yeah. yeah. Would a chess playing robot know how to make toast? Yeah. Unlikely. And that's what brings you into the space of general intelligence, which is us. We can use learnings from a different topic and apply that to a decision you'd make in another topic. So, this where machine learning kicks in, right? So, the AlphaGo. Yeah. Example of yeah. AlphaGo taking on all those different uh, Go players yeah. and 
I heard something or something like uh, uh, a trillion moves or something that you wouldn't be able to build these basic intelligent decision trees yeah. that you, the machine has to learn as it goes to be able to play AlphaGo. Is, is that what you mean? Yeah. So, so machine learning is part of it, but that could also <clears throat> still be restricted <clears throat> to something very specific. <clears throat> so machine learning to classify different types of flowers, right? It's a yeah. technique used. Yeah. Um, what is that technique, by the way? And I know it's you. It's, I can remember seeing a diagram trying to explain it, but my brain was too slow. So it to works figure it out. heavily on data. Yeah. You need data, and usually with it's called supervised learning. That's right. Yeah. Um, you need data to guide this algorithm on how to learn and how to classify things. However, you could also use techniques in things like deep learning to yeah. go and learn things that may not even be apparent to us. And that's using neural networking, right? Yeah, yeah. A bit like our brains are set up yeah, in the same kind of way. Yeah, it's kind of modeled on no. our basic understanding of no. how our brains work. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just thinking about this. So the more data that you have, the more data you can put into the machines, it feels like the business that should be leading this is Google, right? With their knowledge base of the amount of questions yeah. as well as their ability to trawl and index the web – they must be sitting on a serious differentiator that we're yeah. probably not quite seeing the use yet. We're seeing it in maybe layers and maps and that kind of, as you said, the very basic yeah. stuff. But they must be sitting on a on just a time bomb of excitement. Yeah, yeah. yeah look, Google are one of the sort of leaders in the in the space mm-hmm. because of all the data they have mm-hmm. and their sort of innovative thinking mm-hmm. when it comes to this kind of stuff. Um, but still, I don't think it's it's going to be reaching that level of general intelligence or human-like intelligence anytime soon, at least. Um, What we were talking about earlier, a few minutes ago, were about some intelligence that's greater than ours that we Mm. might not be able to understand or comprehend. Mm. That's the space of superintelligence, and that's a big question mark. We don't know what that could be. Um, It could be human-hating robots that Mm. realize we're bad for the planet or it could be something we can't so even dystopian understand. views of yeah. the future. So I've got a question. So we, we I mean, there's I've, a lot I've of really, lot of really, really, really crazy amount of work being done in this space in Silicon Valley. Yeah. Now, as a South African organization, I mean, you're setting up the community, which I think is awesome. Get the guys starting to think about how we can apply it. Yeah. Um, how do we plan this game? As South Africans, I mean, you guys are there. You're, you're writing the code. You're building it for the systems. You must see the requirements coming through. Yeah. How do we play as a South African business? I'd love to understand that. I think I think the focus is so. There's two approaches. You could you could um, go with the typical <clears throat> sort of I have a business problem, mm. and how can we use AI techniques to solve this problem? Mm. Right. A lot of um, businesses or companies want to do things because it's the buzzword. Mm. Would I you say that's mobile. about a majority of the, of the companies? Because that's what I'm getting. Somebody's like, I want an AI app that has Bitcoin and blockchain <laughs> yeah, yeah, attached to yeah. it. Can I have yeah. it in two weeks? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to more than 15,000 rand. Funny you mentioned that. I've been waiting for you. I've got one of those on the shelf. <laughs> don't do that. If you're a client, don't phone me like that. I'm not going to give you that. I, I, I'm just going to edit out the part that says, just don't phone me. No, no, phone me. <laughs> but phone me with a solution because there's a difference. And I'm sorry to interrupt you, but there's a difference. Yeah. And the, the current state of solutions, you talk about people with buzzwords, the intelligence of what technology is able to do versus what we're able to solve by using technology yeah. is very different. This technology-led thinking versus design-led thinking. 
And if you're constantly relying on technology to solve all your problems because that's the only technology you know rather than trying to solve the actual problem, you're in a problem. Exactly. There's a trouble. Yeah. And I think AI is in a space where it's going to help people identify. Yeah. This is the solution. This is the technology that we should be using. Yeah. So sorry to interrupt, well, but I, I'm my, glad my rant. I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned rant. that because yeah. the second sort of uh, approach has a lot to do with design thinking. Um, because I feel like that emergent behavior in artificial intelligence is very much similar to how you'd approach a problem in the design spe- thinking space. Yeah. You form goals. You don't only look at your sort of existing landscape. You look at what are the possibilities. What do I need to invent? Yeah. How can I approach like? this differently? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. Rather forming a goal and working towards that than saying I have a problem and we need to solve it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So Agreed. I feel like if a business wants to start using artificial intelligence concepts, they either have a pain point that they can address with it or they need to get all of their data together. Cleanse that data and find trends and oh, find you insights. Into You've just hit a, also a, a gripe of mine, right? Because to get the organizations with their legacy infrastructures to get the data into a point where they can use it. That's and I'm, been qualified, yeah. I'm, I'm saying it as a bank. It feels like the bank. We've been running single-view programs of a customer for for years, right? Uh, trying to, uh, And I think the reason why is that this data is continuously moving. The systems keep on moving, yeah. the, the, the inputs keep on moving, the shape of the data keeps on moving. So every time you move it into a data warehouse and go, I think I've got a point to it's just accelerated. It's a challenge. Yeah. By the time you have a single not view, easy, right? the, the person's moved on. <laughs> they need to be figured again. Yes. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Richard. Ah, we keep having no, yeah, that's, <laughs> that kind of summarizes it. I mean, no. yeah. if you want to approach it, you can't say, remember when mobile, sort of became a big buzzword. Like, I want a mobile app yeah. with the side of responsiveness and, you yeah. know, some yeah. sync, please. Yeah. A .mobi site, please. Yeah. So, I mean... But can we start with the light version and just let people buy the full version after we've launched the light version? Because yeah. we're not actually sure what the full version is going to be yet. Yeah. yeah. Or what the light version is. Tell me. So, so that, that's, that's what we need to try to avoid. Yes. Look at AI as a buzzword and say, we as a business are now doing AI. Uh, something that Rochelle and I were talking about earlier today was a lot of companies are looking at AI to solve problems, but they should be also looking at what opportunities yeah. could actually arise from artificial exactly. intelligence. So mm-hmm. not just looking at this is my immediate problem, but where can we actually take this and what, what could we offer the world by using this kind of technology yeah. to better it? Two things. There's machine learning, AI, dispel the difference. Or, so I think it's, it's one of the it's a component of the 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 the, 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 the discipline, right? Yeah. So the way I view it is, artificial intelligence encompasses mm. many techniques, and machine learning mm. is just one of mm. those techniques. Okay. Mm. So I, we've had a bunch of discussions around IoT sensors, all the mm. data, interpreted data, interpreted machine learning. Well, mm. and where does AI actually sit in this? Because now we've got machine learning. It's 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 giving us information based on information. So I know that this happens, here's a trend. If this happens again, then I'm assuming the trend has taught me that this is where it will go. How does AI actually play a part? And is there anything more interpreted in a space? And I'm talking about like automated homes of the future. Um, I, I drive my car to home and I'm because I, I've got my ways working and it's going to tell my house that I'm on my way <coughs> and I like my bath at a certain temperature and it's got to be mm. poured and then it's going to... Are you a bath though? 
No, I'm not. I'm just, okay. it's, it's the easiest thing. A bit, a bit weird to start pouring your shower while having traffic. I'm like, yeah. Save the planet one drop of water at a time by pouring shower. This is not a solution for Cape Town. No, no, not at all. Well, maybe after the storm, but, uh. Fill your bucket. Yes. Fill your bucket. No, I'm just saying, like, this is kind of this, there's this utopian view that the humans get to do less because everything's more convenient due to something or someone else doing the thinking. Um, and maybe we can focus on things more hedonistic than, you know, work because yeah. machine learning is helping us, AI is helping us. But how real does AI get on a contextual level for humans? I think just to elaborate on what you just said, that's yeah. also a big fear that artificial intelligence Takes or over. automation kills jobs. And pe- I believe some people will, yeah. aren't happy about mm-hmm. that, right? But look back, the Industrial Revolution, that's created jobs that didn't exist before that. Um, mm-hmm. So we wouldn't be able to really understand what jobs would be possible mm-hmm. or what we could possibly do mm-hmm. once it actually happens. Mm-hmm. Um, We're just going to keep pushing the red button every 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the AI don't, will find a place for us. Don't push the red button. Ah, damn it. Well, <laughs> let's look at something a bit more tangible. So yeah. digital advertising, uh, search engine optimization mm-hmm. agencies. Yeah. They wouldn't exist without the internet, mm, mm. but the internet also eliminated the need for other industries like newspapers. newspapers. Yeah, 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 you're right. And so, you know what? The artificial intelligence is probably going to eliminate the need for SEO agencies, right? Or journalists. <laughs> or journalists. All fake news generated from artificial intelligence. Gupta.com. So, I mean, <laughs> things like IBM Watson's able to like search and trawl the web for current trends and news and stuff via Twitter and social yeah. media, mm. and all types of social media, and actually put together some sort of contextual article that says, yeah. so this is actually what's happening based on what you said. And it's pretty close to what actually mm. happened. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's impressive. And it didn't, it wasn't there. It didn't have an eyewitness, but it searched what was available. Yeah. I think that's interesting because, um, like the whole concept of AI and machine learning and deep learning, it sounds so complex to the average person and even to sort of professionals in the engineering industry, software engineering industry. It's, you know, it sounds like something that you could never get involved in because it's so difficult. Yeah. But at its core, it's purely data science. It's mm. working with data. These mm. concepts have been around for decades. I mean, right? even the algorithms are getting yeah. pretty standard, right? Yeah. There's a set of algorithms that are going to do pattern analysis. Exactly. Great. Okay. Yeah. How do we use those pattern analysis algorithms? Artificial to- intelligence isn't really a new thing. It's it's just that mm. there's now so much data available that mm. you could actually do something intelligent in inverted commas yeah, from right. that data. It's both both the data and computing power. Yeah. I think yeah. the this kind thing, of platform trends that are yeah. folding out that's enabling the next yeah. platform to roll out. Exactly. Kind of thing, yeah. I think I think the third factor is business opportunity. Mm. So we have the data. There's been this big data boom in the last say half a decade or so. We've got really great computing and realized GPUs are great for these mm. sort of algorithms. And now we're seeing business opportunity in using artificial mm. intelligent concepts and mm. algorithms. And I think a lot of people think it's something very new. And although it might be used in some new ways now, a lot of the premise around it is old. Yeah. Mm. I find that a lot with the new technologies. I mean, you mentioned design thinking. I mean, I advocate for design thinking a lot. Um, no. part, part of it. You and design yeah. thinking and nanobots. Yeah, yeah, no. Love them all. <laughs> I think they're all the same at some point. <laughs> they, probably, they probably are. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But the, the methodology of design thinking is the sprint, the rapid prototyping, the validating yeah. ideas, yeah. Um, divergent thinking. So let's take, let's throw all the options on the table and then let's yeah. see which ones are the best and then mm. let's go for that one. But AI in rapid validation, let's not say rapid prototyping, rapid validation of ideas, you throw it into an AI cycle and say, look, extrapolate this. What would happen based on the knowledge you have for the, uh, if it was five years from now? Like, how does, what do the trends look like? Is that something, is that sort of AI computing that we can start to use maybe even today? We say, we know all this information, interpret it, and then just go for it. Yeah. I think, I think currently AI is great at making predictions given the right set of data. And Super enough data. So Super yeah, you could possibly I'd really like a hand. You yeah. could crack it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming stone last. <laughs> well, my, my wife was in the top 1% in the one what? year. What? Yeah, it was pretty good. That's impressive. Yeah. Let's just arrange anyway, sidetracks. No, no, she, yeah. she's, she's better at the commentary than the commentators are. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it's she's quite impressive. It, eh? Yeah, no, it's great. Uh, yeah, I was supposed to, I was totally emasculated. <laughs> first, time, first time we were watching rugby, I was like, woohoo, this is cool, go Sharks. And she was a bull supporter, but she was like, everything was right. Oh, it's like this crossing, coming in the yeah, side yeah, and not climbing the things. Like, this is awesome. And she likes yeah. garlic, so we got married. It was awesome. <laughs> but yeah, sorry. Side, I, that was a proper squirrel. You just got me thinking now, like, yeah. why are we not using artificial intelligence for figuring out betting and sports betting and Correct. odds and that kind of stuff? Like, if you look at the American baseball system, they they started putting together teams based off mm. of statistics and so forth. Like it would be quite a well, we've, good we've way actually of been writing. approached by people. Yeah, we've yeah. been approached by a couple of people uh, in a betting gambling sport. Okay, um, to do with I'm just going to say horses, like squirrel racing, <laughs> squirrel <laughs> racing. I love it. Yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> it's not horses. Forget I said that. Squirrel racing. But yeah, I mean, there's a ton of information, like historical information about jockeys and their weights and the speed at which they were running and the 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 track that they were in as they came around different bends and I mean talk about statistics horse racing and that type of sport is probably one of the most statistical in terms of the amount of information you have available to you mm-hmm. but there's no real application of any sort of interpretation of that data somebody still has to go back through ledgers and Excel spreadsheets and stuff that existed 20 years ago or past the, past the five years mm. to, to try and interpret what might happen in the future. Well, there you go. Job creation. You could get someone mm. to actually put that data into a system. And exactly. And that's the thing. So, but what AI is able to do is say, this jockey doesn't ride anymore. That horse doesn't exist anymore. Um, it's now glue and he's retired, but. There is a new jockey who's the same weight. There is a horse that is the same type of pedigree, same age. It's going to go through there. And like that for me is where I see artificial intelligence. Yeah. It's about linking the fact that there are similarities in data fields and saying perhaps, maybe. But that's the thing. It will also discover trends or relations between the data that you're not aware of. As a person no. looking at it, um, the algorithm can find some relation mm. in two pieces mm. of data that's actually a really meaningful hmm. connection between them that we would have overlooked. And it does it in an instant. Yeah. Well, take, take the stock exchange, right? So it's actually That's a the gamble. African That's the real gamble. guy who's in Silicon Valley. And I just for the life of me, I'm trying to remember the site. And I'll tweet it when I um, remember it. And what he's done is he's built this community, a bit like Kaggle. Um, and what Kaggle is, is you get a bunch of data scientists and you do a lot of algorithms for our audience. But he's done this for a bunch of algorithms 
that are being open sourced and he already has over 12,000 data scientists all contributing with different algorithms. So his thinking is, let's open source and scale the generation of the algorithm. So at the moment, we rely on the algorithm to make sense of the volume of data. But what we actually need to do is build billions of algorithms that might all be doing the same thing, but they're iterating and making it a hell of a lot better. But like um, old Ray, Ray Kurzweil's law of... Um, uh, what's the singularity, called, uh, yeah, what is it? Law of acceleration. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, where you take software and you t- take the latest software and you build something even better, make it even better. So you get that exponential effect, but he's taking it to the algorithm play in an open source manner. Mm. I thought it was brilliant. So yeah. I'll, fi- I'll find the name of the company. I'll post it. I have I a question for the intellect guys. Mm. What are some of the more interesting uses of AI technology and some of the things you find really amazing in today's market within South Africa. Mm, mm. If you're allowed to name clients, great. Otherwise, just some, some sort of use cases that we can chat about. Mm. Um, I don't think I'm going to mention any clients, mm. but uh, in the agricultural space, there's yeah. a mm. lot of work going there because, I mean, it's very scientific. Mm. Yeah, It's chemical got empirical compositions data. in soil. It's mm. what, yeah. you know, land nutrition value, plants land value alone, need. Which you could figure out, eh? Yeah, so there's there's some work that we've done in that space. Do you um, do you do you count things like weather forecasting and uh, trends and weather? It all it's plays a like part in it. At the moment. That's that's the thing. Even the water composition of the water in the soil mm. and mm. what are the requirements for a specific plant? You know, mm. things mm. like that. Finance space fraud detection. It's yeah. been used a yeah. lot to find yeah. sort of like you were mentioning, yeah. um, similarities in data mm. and if something kind of seems fraudulent it's able to detect that pretty mm. accurately yeah so what i find um interesting is uh, because you need lots of data right um it's just like the perfect partner with iot so mm-hmm. the more sensors that we can get out there and i think it's like i've gone to a couple of iot conferences where the guys are all passionate about the uh, smog or the smog network that they talk about edge computing um and they talk about um, the types of data uh, kind of plans that are out there that are evolving and the types of networks. They talk about the sensors and the connectivity and the size of the devices. But no one's really in that world tying it back together with the volume of data that they're going to create and, and then applying the right algorithms to solve the problems against that data set. It feels like these two worlds are a bit disconnected at yeah. the moment, right? I think it's also from a sort of organization <clears> perspective. <throat> <clears throat> Um, I was chatting to one of my buddies about it as well, and we said, can we sort of simulate a human given all the data we've given away to Google and mm. every other Facebook. provider, Facebook, right. every you know platform or mm. service we use? And it possibly could happen mm. if they shared data, but mm. they won't. So Google has a lot of very specific data yeah. on you. They probably have the most. Mm. But the specific data that maybe Facebook has, mm. that combine you combine it and well, then… think about the banking data, right? Yeah. I, I work in a bank now and the amount of data they sit on, the problem is the accessibility of that data to be able to do something with it. But they – I remember like, you know, we used to dream of having bank data. But when you're in the bank, you can't get the bank data to work for you. Yeah. <laughs> so you're in yeah. these dilemmas. But you're right. The amount of data… So something that Rochelle said now, there's a there's a TV series called Black Mirror, and one in one of the oh, episodes, I love that, eh? there we go. It's in one of the episodes, second time in an they, episode, we've heard this. It's they, great. 
there's this particular person who dies and uh, the whole concept is like they're able to recreate him and his personality through his Facebook posts and Twitter feed and, and so forth. Um, and then the, the question that kind of I was asking myself and what freaked me out is what kind of personality would it make of me? Because generally speaking, you're only really posting your highlights. Like I love the yeah, steak. Yeah, I love yeah. this. And it's not really going to pick up the bad parts about yourself or, you that know, you like, tomatoes. Exactly. <laughs> that kind of stuff. <laughs> or just um, the seeds. But it was, it was super interesting to think about what data we're actually outputting about ourselves mm. and then hiding away. Yeah, yeah, that show is great. I think what's really cool about it is it's highlighting the social impacts of technology. And they set it in a sort of scene that it's being adopted by the world. So Mm. this technology has been adopted and it focuses on a specific person's life and their situation, Mm. which really hits hard and makes you sort of think about yourself and the tech you're using and, you know, but What's going to happen? Didn't he do something thing? about uh, his Gmail? He was going to—they were going to compile and sell his Gmail. Yeah, so, so yeah, it was like an upgrade data. package. So yeah. we'll scan his social media, yeah. but then we can also scan his email to make his personality more like him. <laughs> which is, well, I guess. I mean, would you ever have to answer an email ever again if you oh, that technology emails? Existed. Can yeah, you imagine the amount of sarcasm that that <gasps> character would actually have if it actually started using your your email or the hidden messages that you put inside there? That what happens when AI goes wrong? So say we like rely mm. heavily on this on mm. this thing. I mean, I'm not saying you guys have done anything wrong, but let's let's push mm. it to the future. Didn't Microsoft get stuck with something like that? Where well, Tay? Yes. What the Tay? That uh, yes. chatbot on Twitter. Yes, the yes. chatbot that went, that went racist. <laughs> yes. 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 And sexist and yeah, yeah most and it just exposed the the, the pure. Kind of vulgarity Heart of it's the like internet. The Maslow or the, the <laughs> fastest thing. Have you seen the, the Heart of Darkness? That that book. Oh, sorry, never no, mind. No, no. I read books occasionally. Yeah, yeah. What is that? Is that a TV show? Yes, I am a pen- amateur for Will Green. <laughs> <laughs> no, but basically, Apocalypse Now, when the guy realizes, like, I don't know what the context is anymore, but yeah. <laughs> basically, you know, you think you've got one place, and you're like. Never mind, I've lost the train of thought. AI yeah, gone wrong. Okay. AI gone wrong. It's exactly that. It's just basically like we've gone too far into it to realize that it's too late to turn back. And it's like, shit. Well, it is a concern. And guys like uh, Elon Musk and um, Bill Clinton. We're doing this a lot. If only we had <laughs> a presidential <laughs> um, um President Reagan. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe sounds like anyway Zuma <laughs> <laughs> Stephen King Stephen King <laughs> no, so they're trying to form a committee that sort of oh, controls yeah, 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 and yeah, regulates right, yeah, yeah. the uses of artificial is intelligence is that part of the singularity play because not a singularity university their purpose is to try educate corporates around the world around that moral bar right this responsibility how far are we going to take it yeah. and 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 if we do take it that far what is the impact on society is it good is it bad does it take us over um, do we end up working together and I, I heard an interesting view the other day where someone was saying he reckons the view of um, uh, a singularity is that we will work together so he uses the example of humans have always evolved tool sets and then when you innovate on that piece of tool set, like a hoe, and I'm not talking about what Mike's wife. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, come on, Brett. <laughs> oh, Mike, you really got to be here, yeah, man. You really got to be here. Philip, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's always uh, awkward. <laughs> so, you got dinner with him tonight, don't you? <laughs> so you're talking about a hoe, uh, so an agricultural a hoe, tool, right, right. yeah? And 
So what a hoe does is it makes it easier to be able to plow, right? And you've got these... <laughs> 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 and it does it by penetrating the soil. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Oh, wow. Where's this going? I anyway. enjoy these things, but I have nothing right now. I, I have nothing. embarrassed for our guests. So sorry, guys. So what his view is, is that artificial intelligence and robotics is actually a tool that's going to help us think better. So we'll have these challenges. An enhancement, a mind amplification An amplification. Uh, you know what? I need to solve this really difficult problem. You could have got there without the hoe. Like, um, how do we uh, recreate a black hole? Whoa. We don't want to. Yeah, but let's just think about oh. it, right? It's very difficult to solve that. Yeah. Just with a bunch of oh, scientists. So we don't have to. Because we don't have to. We can use our even more intelligent partner to be able to help solve these kind of problems, for instance. And the output of that clever partner will be Yes, if I create this black hole, then all the humans are gone, and I'm okay. <laughs> Maybe we'll change that. Maybe we'll just uh, redefine the home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's Constantly. what it comes down to, in my opinion, mm. sort of intentions, mm. human intentions. Oh. You will get malicious people, and you will get people that use technology for good. Mm. And I think it comes down to that. I mean, But what been, if you get malicious AI now. I mean, we've got, we just spoke about this well, AI that, that became racist. The personality of an AI, us. right? What if we're able to curb human nature in the I th- future? I think that's the, the point of trying to sort of regulate it. Yes. And, and I think it's but important. Determine what a, are the consequences yeah. of this piece of technology? Let's say we build something for the military. Could this thing, you know, go rogue? Okay. Evaluate mm. that risk. I think the fact that we can ask that questions means that it probably would. Or what happens if we build it for the military and it's a bitch and it sits there swaggering its hips? Did I break you again? <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out where the hoe fits in this. No, but what I'm saying is like, so it's going to end up developing different personalities. So you've said, oh, that's, listen, I'm building wild. you to do, uh, you're going to be a, um, a soldier. What if you become sarcastic? You're going to be a soldier. <laughs> and it becomes a sarcastic, bitchy AI that says, screw you, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I mean, that's nuts, right? I have other things to do <laughs> than deal with you. Well, think about it this way. Like, we want, we want to think about AI as something that's human-like, yeah. but... It doesn't what, get a headache. What does it solve for us? It's... It doesn't really do do much, right? But then you need to ask the question, right? The people that are supposed to be looking after where AI is going, they're not really inclusive of the entire population. They're really, really smart people. So you're actually going to be influencing where a- wow. AI is going based off of a bunch of people. You're not really inclusive. And I like that kind of bugs me. Yeah, you, software, it bugs me now. Yeah, Jeez, I was doing well up until like, then. That, that broke me in another yeah, way. Well done, dude. That was a, that's a great thought. It mm-hmm. really is. I mean, and that's the thing. So there's there's this idea. So there's this regulatory body that I think is important yeah. for things like the development of AI. MPA. Most <laughs> probably, and uh, yeah, okay. yes. We need AI. Just we're going to be replaced hopefully by <laughs> yeah, really good AI. Hopefully, you'll have a better guest. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, host. <laughs> no, but like. There's this idea of who makes up this body of of regulatory humans. Um, And is it inclusive or is it the Illuminati? Heaven forbid, is it Donald Trump and Jacob Zuma with Bob Agabi on the side saying, do you know what? We're pretty clever and we have nothing else to do. Well, the guy who wrote Sapiens, what's his name? Harari, Harari, whatever his name is. So he's recently been interviewed on TED by Chris Anderson. And what he talks about is 
kind of where's this all going and how you're going to re-govern these plays. And we're talking about a governance that should really be acting at a global level, not a national level. Because why do you want this kind of governance maybe being governed by the Americans or being governed by the British or the Chinese? And it's such a big problem that we should be looking at these globalized governance that still enables the multicultural kind of synergies. And I guess when you start looking at America, for instance, Mm. it really is Silicon Valley when it comes to AI. And Silicon Valley is probably one of the least diversified environments and they're running with the pink drives they've got to get more ladies because it's it's all indian guys chinese guys and white guys and a handful of ladies that's it's kind of like our show though i mean if you, i'm no, sorry to say true. like actually we struggle to we're, get ladies we're not trying boards. to like say no ladies like if you are a lady and you're listening to the show thank you so much please come mm. join us and tell us what you think but it really is this male-centered mm. technology-driven world and to be honest, we're all high LSMs. If we're going to go with an LSM model, which mm, I don't think yeah, we, no, we're favorable like on. Right yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are people that traditionally believe in these things. Yeah. And that's, that will be a measure that AI will consider in the future. Cause flawed as it may be, AI is going to go, Oh, the lifestyle standards measures. Yes. Yes. That yes, must be yes, true yes, because yes. they made it and they lived with it for so line. long. Yeah. It, will, it will learn from us and our yeah. data. So it'll take data. all of our good things and all of our bad things. Yeah. And it's very hard to, to distinguish what you allow something to learn from and what you don't. And hence, the AI could grow up to be a bitch. Possibly. Or or Buddhist. Or Buddhist. Or could be amazing. Or could be just a real idiot. Or it could perhaps see things a lot differently to the way we do. And we can't even realize that we're not actually adding value. And, you know, maybe, as I said, it could be something we don't understand. We don't understand how it works or why it does things. Is Brett Loebscher... Artificial intelligence. I think he is. He's too. I clever. mean, that oak just blew my mind away. He did. So, so you've you guys are also blowing my mind. You've away, just kind of proved to me that Brett Loeb's is artificial intelligence. He's a cyborg. Okay, that's awesome. That's good to know. <laughs> I have a question then. Okay, so there's two things. The one thing I've heard is AI will be the last thing that we ever need to create or invent because it will start to create all things past us. Possibly. Okay. So it's, it's not. Yes. It's not me. This I read, is, this I read this somewhere is, that yes. AI is like the fastest growing science currently because you know it's growing really, itself. You, you can't really um, kind of like put your name or stamp on other kind of sciences. But in the AI space, you could still say, "Well, I'm the person that actually developed this yeah. algorithm, or I came up with this concept." So it's one of the fastest growing sciences because people are are looking at stuff that's undiscovered. You know, everything else, people know how gravity works. People understand how fruit grows on a tree, yeah. that kind of thing. But you guys are helping that type of knowledge and search through things like the hackathon and the dev day. So, but how? What are you doing? Like, what is the premise of a hackathon when you guys run I mean, Actually, have you ever been to a hackathon? What? I've been to a couple. Yeah. And I've been to some bad ones. Yeah, yeah. It's and, got to have a purpose. And, and, it has and, to and have I, a think, purpose. I think you've got to be very, very clear on what you're trying to achieve. Yes. So I'd love to understand that. Like, what do you, I mean, this is you guys contributing back into the community to figure so stuff I'll, out, right? I'll give you a quick brief uh, overview of, mm. of what you guys are talking about. We have yeah. something called the Intellect Challenge. Um, it was originally born out of an idea a couple of years ago where software engineers could, you know, sink their creative teeth into some sort of um, challenge or, or something that's outside of their day-to-day kind of like coding skills. And the idea is that you actually build a bot. So for those of you who don't know what a bot is that are listening to the show, it's if you're playing Pac-Man 
uh, you're controlling the Pac-Man character, and then the ghosts are moving around trying to obviously kill you. Mm. So the concept of this this challenge is that you need to create these bots that are then challenging each other in some sort of retro game. Um, and what it's eventually gotten to is we started to target like – um, unintentionally, we started targeting the AI kind of space because people started understanding, like, okay, cool, we can actually start trying out AI algorithms. Because they can start learning, right? To you better teach our the bot to learn. Them. Correct. Um, and, so and how are you going to judge that? I mean, is there going to be so a winner? There's, or actually, there's actually like a tournament that we run over the, the entire year. So the mm. idea is that you would build this bot and then. In previous years, we had you'd, the competition would open up in the beginning of the year, and then at the end of the year, we would run like a full-on double elimination tournament, and then we would host our finals at Rage, where the bots actually challenged each other. I was going to say, do you let the bots attack, go for the bots? Yes, that's, that, awesome. that's the entire concept. That's, that's, that's my so bot versus your bot. Awesome. So at South by Southwest, apparently they had the uh, OK Google and uh, Amazon. Oh, that discussion. Uh, and that yeah, discussion, yeah. And they had a four-day contextual conversation without repeating themselves. I now, mean, that's nuts. That's got to be a great sign that your AI is actually doing something. I mean, what happens when AI disconnects? Is it still able to learn? Like, if it's not connected to the to the web, we're not picking up context. Am I still able to, like, in myself? Yeah, because... Well, hopefully it never says in myself. Right? I hopefully yeah. It never becomes self-aware. Yeah, that's a good point, eh? But is that is that, like, the dream goal? For these guys at the hackathon, are they looking for this self-sufficient piece of code that starts to think be, like I guess beyond, beyond where it is now I think that you know in, in truth that's kind of like the utopian kind of idea mm, yeah. at the moment we're just trying to demystify the mm, whole concept yeah. of AI and, and obviously get the community involved in it because one of the most daunting things for a software engineer is like let's do some AI mm. and they're like well I don't know where to start I don't know how to do anything and this entire challenge is meant to build up the community from that kind of aspect and say AI is not really all that hard. Like, let's just get coding. Let's talk to each other. And that, that's the idea of the different hackathons that we have during the year. Mm. It's guys that want to compete in this particular challenge can meet up and they can talk about their ideas. And they can start saying, so you, well, this is how I'm actually employing this particular algorithm to solve the problem of killing you in my <laughs> Yeah. Uh, game. And is it individual kind of setups? What do you do as teams? Do you so do it at your offices? Currently, it's, it's individuals, um, mm. but we do have this concept of like uh, clan wars. So a mm. couple of guys can build bots together, and then they're challenging other guys uh, cool. in a clan cool. war kind of so. Cool. Are we not teaching AI to be aggressive? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I think, okay. So remember, I spoke about <laughs> narrow intelligence and general intelligence. Yeah. Yes. This yeah. is very narrow mm. intelligence. Yeah. This um, is happening now, so that must happen later. <laughs> is that is that too dumb down? It's sort of um, – so Thomas Love mentioned the games, the retro games. So this year it's Battleships, okay? But if I give you a brief history, we've had Pac-Man. We've had yeah. Tron. We've yeah. had Battle Tanks. Battle Tanks. tanks and then yeah. Bomberman. Bomberman. So if you think about this, these are all fun retro games yeah. that you yeah. remember from yeah. back in the day. Yeah. And the goal is to fail. create a sort of fun environment for the guys to play in, That's cool. but still learning something and working on something different to your day-to-day banking app or, yeah. you know, yeah. insurance app. Curious. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but curious. Do you ever have a hackathon or have you thought about having a hackathon where it's optimize this? Don't attack this, but who can optimize this the best? I think people are competitive so they're more drawn to sort of competitive like hackathons. Yeah. 
Mm. However, at the AI meetup, we do have exercises like that. Okay. So it's a monthly meetup and consists of a mini hackathon. Mm-hmm. So it's like a two-hour-long exercise that mm. everyone gets to work on and learn a bit more about some AI concept. And a lot of those are optimization problems. They're not malicious at all. Yeah. It's um, determining password strength based on some data, determining mm. which URLs are possibly malicious yeah. as opposed to good URLs. So it's things like that. So I wouldn't say that the the game gamifying it and making it competitive is actually teaching AI to be a bit uh, evil. evil that we're that we're aware of. <laughs> Just saying, <laughs> I'm in I'm in the gray cloud at the moment, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, no, but I mean, like AI can do good. No, it, AI is it's and by the sounds of things, it's designed that that's what it's going to be doing. Mm, yeah. It's 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 helping us get to this mm. utopian because everything's going to be a better place because. Again, we don't need to be doing mundane tasks, not because we don't mm. need to, but also we can't really do it any better than a machine could. Yeah. Mm. There's always room mm. for human error. Yes. And that's I just think of the pilots, right? Being on a plane this morning and I thought about this dude. He's driving a robot because he just presses a button, take off, presses a button, land. Let's say pilots, AI is in the airplane. Now the airplane's going to have, let's say it's got 100 flights behind it of flawless travel flawless travel and one cape town storm comes in which wasn't really a storm (laughs) they think it was so we'll give it to them it's a fake news they haven't had they haven't had a drop of rain in how long what's going on here (laughs) but i mean a big storm happens now there is this feeling inside people that i can trust a human i can trust an experienced person that maybe you have seen one or two things we're relying, and now I'm assuming AI is going to share with other AI. This is the big picture. How does it, how does it deal? And then what happens to things like civil aviation authorities when they go and take the black box out and they're like, oh, well, yes, he uh, seemed to have gone quiet there because the AI was working really, really hard. But is there this discrepancy between faith and trust in a human being that I can see, touch, feel and choke his throat if he does something wrong or this unseeable, uh, yeah, pull, I think the, pull the plug problem. Well, we, we talk about we talk about the problems with religion that we need yeah, to have yeah. faith in this unknown, mm-hmm. unseen thing that belief yeah. and cultural dictates. But mm-hmm. we're kind of doing the same thing just in a technical standpoint. I think that's gonna that's gonna take some time. So if you look at the self driving cars, that's a form of intelligence, artificial yeah, intelligence yeah. that drives a lot of trust. And yeah, a lot drives a lot of what? Well, it drives hopefully, oh. but the, it requires a lot of trust that yeah, it will drive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I mean that's growing, especially where things like Teslas are freely available to a mm. point where you must remember that incident where someone was watching Harry Potter in the back while his car was driving and it ended up in an accident. So, and then there's instances like that that make you lose a bit of trust in mm. the technology. But I also think because it's gonna, he was watching Harry Potter. Possibly. Did he forget that he wasn't in a self-driving car? <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> it was the flying car. Yeah. So but, I, uh, I have, sorry, I want to interrupt yeah, here. So yeah. I, I kind of have this idea of like, you're saying what happens when the airplane isn't, hasn't been exposed to a yeah. particular yeah, situation. The learning, the learning situation. And why is it that we can trust in humans? Well, if you think of like an 18 month old kid that's going to pick up a circle and put it through a yeah, hole. It's not going to fly me to Cape Town. Firstly, they've never been taught how to do that, right? So they're like figuring mm-hmm. things out. And I think the, the current way that AI is, is working is all this concept of like constantly being taught and then they'll yeah. eventually get to a point where they can understand and, and do things. So what happens if there's zero data? 
of a storm that's happened in Cape Town. And now you want this plane to actually go and land. I personally wouldn't trust it. So here's the flip side of that. And I kind of already knew that this was going to be asked when I said it. But all of the planes and all of the world that has counted every single storm ever is a better guide for knowing how to handle that situation than any human who's never seen those circumstances everywhere. Yeah, as long as it's seen it, right? Well, yeah. be, we're assuming well, that actually, an AI yeah, pilot at some point, point right? will be a global shared knowledge. Yeah, to, yeah, because AI will really excel because of that neural connectedness of the network, right? Mm. Learning from each other. So you look at those robots that they'll put on a little soccer field and they literally tell the robots the rules, but they don't show them how to play football. Do you think that the airplane or the airlines would actually share their data across them for... You know, I mean, that's uh, another kind of yeah. problem that you're going to get. You're not really going to get to this point because uh, American Airlines might say, yeah. well, our artificial well, intelligence maybe, planes are a lot safer than yours. I'm do you think, though, that maybe GE will, though? They share all the engine data. Yeah. <laughs> 20, to, 20 to 50 years in the yeah. future, will we have yeah. different airlines? Will we have different suppliers or different retailers? Will we have, we'll have tubes going. Yeah, everything will just start. Well, yeah. <laughs> The boring, portals. the boring project. The tubes. What's yeah, the hyperloop. Hyperloop. <laughs> or just portals. You just walk through the portal. Well, yeah, hopefully by then we just don't need to go on an airplane. It'll be okay. <laughs> I think it, it's also cultural, uh, culture, religion, your sort of environment that all plays a role in who you are as a person. Mm. And how you adopt certain things as well. And in the decisions you make. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're compassionate at times. At others, other times you might not be where someone else is. Yeah. How do you make a computer think that way because yeah. we can't have quantify empathy that. for the people that are passengers we, we yeah. can't quantify it we no. can't mm. quantify what your belief system is really mm. and we don't really want to have to try mm. and start to program emotion just yet into ai we want to try keep it in that sort of gray box thinking yeah. well yes sir yes yeah. i had a crazy idea of i think we make the decisions we do because of as i mentioned culture religion and you know our environment but it's also our physical us, form yeah. Yeah. we feel pain we have a survival instinct. A computer doesn't have that. A computer doesn't feel pain. So if you could, case. if you could potentially simulate a nervous system within a computer, and when something bad happens to it, it almost simulates our feeling of something bad happens to us, and potentially you could create some sort of emotion within a. Yeah. You almost need to have this human analog that is plugged into the AI at every point. If we're going to stay with this airplane thing. That as it lands, the, the human I'm goes. Still thinking about kicking That's the robot. not good. Bad. Like, everything you just did yeah. in that instant, in that scenario, was too hard. Like, I've now compacted my entire spine because of the landing. Thanks. Like, there needs to be some yeah. sort of analog that still keeps in touch with humanity. I think as yeah. soon as we lose Well, don't we control, connect that to the social networks? How was your landing? Yes. Unlike, 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 unlike. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, the sentiment your, is bad. Or your shopping. fitness devices. You know, they yeah. measure so Everybody's much. heart rate spikes. You know something's a little bit up. Yeah. <laughs> that lightning bolt was too close. I mean, there's someone's heart rate or two people's heart rate spiking that's at the moment at 37,000 feet. So, and that's the thing. We're trying to, we're at analyzing. The back of the cabin. <laughs> at the back of the cabin. We're analyzing AI pilots in, in their isolation. <laughs> but AI in its essence is not going to be isolated to anyone. It's going to be connected to the heart rate monitors yeah. of, of yeah. people, the, the phone status of social media. And yeah. that's, that for me is the big light. Yeah. Big, and I think it, it's only going to get there, honestly, if there's opportunity for humans, if we see value in it, if it's something better for us. So would we create like a Terminator robot AI? 
maybe for military. The Russians have already like made that. that. You know, no, man, not for Russians, for your hackathon. Start making. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just think who would I want to terminate? Uh, wow. wow. <laughs> You're getting <laughs> deep. Got dark. <laughs> Black Mirror, baby. No, but that's. <laughs> we hope again that oh. AI doesn't have those types of thoughts. Where it's like, if only that person didn't exist, then I could do what I want. Yeah. And that's the, that's the fear. I think that's in the, the thought process. Yeah. Right? Well, it's the self awareness of what some, it can do. Something about consciousness, right? And our, the way we think oh. and how we create our reality, our perception of reality. Oh. Um, and how we think. You don't really intentionally know how you think. You just think. And what's a little bit scary is some of Google's AI does that already. So Google Translate. Yeah. It can translate between two different languages yep. without an intermediary language that we understand as humans. What yeah. this means is that artificial intelligence has created a language that only it understands. Oh. And we will never be able to it's understand. It's in a thought. That's amazing. So it can go from Spanish Whoa. to Japanese. Oh, it doesn't need any of those languages. With Yeah, yeah no, no. But I'm saying yeah. in, its, in translation for us, yeah. it goes between those languages and does stuff in between that we mm. don't know. Dude. You know, we, we don't know how that works. We don't know what it's, it's getting freaky. <laughs> it is. On that note, I mean, that's a whole other topic that we need to yeah, open this. So. Uh, and I think the I'd love to have you guys AI. back, actually. We, yeah. we spoke on the, on the one show with Mike when you were missing, um, mm. that we want to have this sort of like best of show where we invite people from like we had the guy with the physical reboot uh, mm. talking about uh, retail space and we've had dr craig nozzle your man crush mm, talking about crush the future of health and even wayne bishop from media where nanobots were injected into understanding how media served it'd be great to have you guys to come join us again on like a big group chat and just see how perspective actually comes out of this because i think yeah. everybody's different perspective again in isolation in these shows is great mm. Mm. but i think this best of could be a mm. great concept to have and mm. we're going to we're going to try it so we'd love to have you back on the show mm. thank you for the time you spent with us so mm. far uh, i think we've spoken probably more than you have at this point and i'm sorry that we're the worst hosts on the planet but i think it's very interesting stuff oh, it's yes. been pretty good but it could be better if you get a sponsor oh boom i like you <laughs> <laughs> that's good but yeah if you are a beer uh, manufacturer craft or otherwise uh, give us a shout uh, at futurology shows the twitter handle and uh, tweet us up is that the right way to say it? Tweet us up on the line. Oh, you're getting worse. Eh? <laughs> I don't know what's happened. Old but days, yeah, right? catch, catch the podcast. If you if you only just tuned in now, catch this podcast. It'll be available on iTunes. Uh, you can subscribe to the Futurology Show. Give us a five star rating. We can keep doing this. Keep growing. Keep getting popularity, yep. which is yep. helping. Thank you. And uh, once again, guys, thank you so much for joining us uh, today. Oh, thanks for having us. Thank and, you, uh, guys, are rock stars. Yep. Mike, you need to get back in the studio. This is the Futurology Show. Cheers. This is CliffCentral.com. Cliff